welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I no longer look like the icon in our logo. Yeah, you beer-shaving traitor. And he shaved his head, too. Oh, yeah. man. What a I, went, weird... I went all 90s hardcore. What a weird thing. All right, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Chops, and I'm uh, still recovering from pneumonia. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, that's not good. And uh, I'm Potter, and I'm ready to talk about some cowboys and aliens. Yeah, man. Before we uh, before we get into the main topic, you guys got any hobby progress since the last time we recorded? Um, I bought um, our our local gaming store. I actually started carrying Wild West Exodus in the store, and on a whim, I picked up the uh, the Viridian clad posse set. So I have been building that. Awesome. And uh, along the same lines, I have picked up the Hour of the Wolf Posse, so I got that built. Jerk. All right, I'm still working on my uh, Divine Crew, my Call Karali, oh my gosh, Korkarali Luminant Cohort. It's just a hard... Yeah, say like, that, say that five with, times fast. Yeah, Korkarali Luminant Cohort. It's just a lot of weird syllables altogether. Uh, and then my Spica Cohort, or Spica Cohort. Um, so I'm working on my order. Uh, I'm specifically have everything built now, and I'm painting the luminate cohort. Nice. So yeah, it sounds were... like we've all got Wild West Exodus hobby progress, huh? Yeah, you guys yeah, were no kidding. jealous this weekend yeah. while I was out of town. I, I was wanting to build. Yeah, I'll, so I'll get another little bit of hobby progress. Uh, and I shouldn't say hobby progress, but just like hobby stuff. And is that uh, I've been able to play a lot of Wild West Exodus. Now I've played my first couple, I guess, real games now. I guess 1,000 points is a real game, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yep, so I, I played a 1,000-point game against a friend of the show, John. Got my ass whooped. That was pretty fun. Um, but then I played another game on Saturday. And I don't know if you guys have tried this, and I'll explain what we did on Saturday because there were three of us that showed up to play. Uh, it was me, John, and Sean. And <clears throat> we didn't want to you know, separate off. So what we did is I played 1,500 points of Order, uh, and they played 750 points of Outlaws and 750 points of Warrior Nation. Uh, and then they each controlled their own posse, uh, and they took activations basically from the same activation deck and shared their um, Guts and Glory cards. I've not done something like that in Wild West Exodus. I mean, I've done something like that in other games like uh, War Machine where I'll play like 2000 or whatever the point cost 750 or whatever it was. And then, you know, have two people split, but I've never done that in Wild West. But that sounds yeah, fun. It was, it was fun. It was a good time. We both, you know, cause we ended up with each, basically each running 1500. Um, and we just did order of activations. Like I would activate a model and then one of them would activate a model and then I would go. And then one of them would go. Um, right. And it was fun. I mean, we played the whole five rounds. We, uh, we played it out. Uh, it was, uh, I think 10-8 to the order at the end of the game. So close close game. I learned how scary Ghost Wolf is. Very scary is the answer. <laughs> he is very scary. Yeah, Wait pop- until you have to face legendary Ghost Wolf. Yeah, he popped through a portal and melted Makara. It was pretty gross. Yeah, I, I will that. say playing against Paul has completely changed since he's gotten Ghost Wolf and, Ghost Wolf and Totems. Yeah, the totems were crazy because that was what he was doing with with Ghost Wolves. He was just teleporting them all over the place and shredding stuff up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, um, you got to kill those totems. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I killed a couple of them. I didn't realize how dangerous they were going to be, and I started focusing on other things in the mid game, and I should have focused more on them, them those portals because they are they're very scary. Yeah, we well, shouldn't have had that many if he just had Ghost Wolf with portals. He should have only had three out there. Um, I think that he had some other models. I think maybe that were portal generating because it wasn't like Ghost Wolf's crew. It was Ghost Wolf. He had some like horse dudes. Uh, he had a face that had wings and could fly. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, so then there are, yeah, that guy has uh, Alcon, this guy spirit. Alcon, definitely. Yep, yep. Yeah, yes. he, he definitely brings totems as well. Yeah, so he had a lot of totems out there. Um, it was pretty scary. Yeah, but... I learned what I learned what portals do very well, or very unfortunately the other day when I was playing uh, Steve Knox, uh, his uh, Hex, he had three or four portals out there in his game. And it, it that was... Thank God I had Grav Cannon so I could target them. Yeah, it made me want to buy more Spica stuff because that's the stuff in order that has portals. But yeah, yeah. so how, how about you guys? You guys play any other games? Uh, unfortunately, I was out of town, so I didn't that's get right. a lot of gaming in. And then the then uh, the Paul did a, a demo game that I got to sit and watch, but I had to leave early because I had to pack to leave. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that actually went pretty well. Um, two of the three people that that were involved in the demo uh bought product which Mm -hmm. was awesome um so the the group expanded um that was that was a lot of fun to run as well we ran it on a a two by two and uh it was just some warrior nation and some confederates and you know didn't play any objective but just kind of learned all those basic concepts of the game and it went really well yeah i mean so i think we got another hex player for our meta and another union player is that right yep yep that's exactly right yeah and then over the weekend, uh, I got together with a friend of the show, Jim, and we played an interesting game of War Mahords. Um, we just played a zero point game and stuck it on a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on my two by two Eden board, and uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Uh, he brought uh, what's his face, Karchev, the Kador Jack Caster. Mm-hmm. Um, and a juggernaut and some named uh some named guy that i don't remember is the uh, warjack and then i just brought uh chromac one and getterix and a gorax rager so it was, it was a very small game but it was really fun um i think i think jim made a mistake by moving at all he should have just sat back and shot me as i came at him um, yeah, but neither, both of those neither, casters can do some work well, in those small games, so that's nice. Well, yeah, and I mean, needless to say, uh, uh, Gatorix with his controlled warping at plus two strength, and then the Animus from the the Gorax that gives him plus two strength uh, and plus two to hit on, on top of uh, Wild Aggression, which gives him boosted melee attacks and free charges. Uh that's nothing to sneeze at because that's putting Karchev at straight dice. So it, with four fury, it's pretty much, you know where that one's going to end up. I think I just um, threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> and then uh, after we did that, we, Jim and I both played our, uh, uh, we played a 200 point X-Wing game, uh, which was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I ended up playing rebels into scum and villainy. So we had the, uh, the old trilogy Millennium Falcon flying against the the solo uh, Lando's Falcon, 
and that was that was really neat. We didn't play with any asteroids because we didn't feel like we knew the game well enough to do that. Um, but it was it, like I said, it was it was a good time. Uh, definitely a lot of fun in that game and, and there were a lot of people at the store playing so we definitely had the advantage of being able to just ask people uh what to do in certain situations if we weren't sure of a role very cool yeah that's awesome yeah it was a good time it was a good time um you know and, and x-wing is always nice because you're always playing with with fully painted miniatures no matter what yeah basically right it's not a lot of work you just pop them out put them on stands and you're good Yep. Yeah, it's more it's more organizing everything once you get into uh uh all the tokens that Fantasy Flight insists you have. For sure. So uh you guys want to talk some uh, more deep dive Wild West Exodus? Yeah, so we did we did West last week and I know we we talked about sticking west and working out, but why don't we just Instead of that, we flip the script and we go straight weird. We go all the way weird. To the I'm for it. To the weird, and we'll I, uh, we'll talk Watchers tonight. And well, let's let's give people the advantage to that because there's a whole lot to Outlaws, and we need to make sure that it's organized properly. So mm-hmm. by by taking a moment to talk about the Watchers, that gives us the chance to do uh, the Outlaws with with a little more diligence and a little more attention to the details of their yeah. sub factions. Yeah. Cause we'll probably break that down into multiple sub faction episodes, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, yep. they really then, are three factions in a faction. So yep, yep. yeah. And then, and then to get into all of the, the fluff and play style of all of them, uh, it's going to be a, lot. a little more. Yeah. It requires yeah, so, more research so we, than just the rule book. So we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to, screw that up and make it not as good. So we figured we could, we could approach the watchers because, uh, you know, Chris has been playing a lot of them and I know, uh, chops has done some research on them anyway. So yeah. I like, we'll be, we'll be lot. good to go on watchers. So that's, that's where we're going with this deep dive. We're going to go watchers. We're as, as chop said, we're going straight out to the, the weird, uh, which is awesome. So, uh, Chops, why don't you uh, get started with some of the background for the Watchers? Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited because I know that neither of you guys know uh, the lore in and out. Um, yeah, I mean, I know enough, but sure, yeah, I, I need to know more. Sure. Um, so, the Watcher uh, hegemony is essentially a... Um, well, it's a hegemony, right? It's a group of races that all come together under one banner, which is the Watchers. Uh, and essentially what they do is they have developed through, uh, and, and the best way I can describe this is in video game terms. So if you think about the video game Mass Effect with the mass relays, um, the Watchers have essentially a system of mass relays that they can use to bounce around the galaxy uh, from their home sphere worlds where the uh where they are centrally located from Uh, and what they do is they sort of go around and they patrol planets that have the right conditions for life and they monitor life as it comes up Uh, and if the life comes to a certain point they essentially welcome that race into the hegemony as long as that race isn't you know too, too warlike or too covetous or something where the, the hegemony deems that it's not good. And then they do the sort of unfortunate thing of reverting the planet back to its primary elements and letting it try again. 
Um, right. And that's the that's the that's the super basics. And if you want to think about the the way that the hegemony works, another video game term you can think of them as like the covenant from Halo. Um, and they're they're very much like that in that there are there the society is broken down into clads, uh, and then each clad is essentially a different race. So you've got the Viridian, uh, which are pretty scary looking aliens. Uh, and then you have the grays, which are your standard like gray aliens that you would think of from like, I would say like XCOM. They look a lot like XCOM grays. They do. They do. Uh, actually, that's a good assessment. They're, they're, yeah. also, they're also just like the, the gray aliens you see in the X-Files. Uh, yeah. Like the one that's sitting there smoking going, this is not happening. This is not happening. Yeah. And the, the Viridians are kind of like a mix between the a humanoid sort of xenomorph looking thing and sort of like bone futuristic armor with cool weapons. And then there's, there's lots of other different clads too. There's like the vermilion clad and uh, a bunch of different ones that we'll get into as we go into the, 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 um, the individual units, right? Like the ceruleans, which are the ones that can shape shift. And there's, there's a magenta, which are like very warlike, but not, I guess, too warlike to be in the, in the, the watchers. And so that's the basics. Now, the ships that they travel in are called arc vaults, uh, and each of the arc vaults has a terraforming engine, so they can do that thing where they reset planets if they need to. Um, they are city-sized spaceships, and they, this is what they basically warp around the galaxy with the, the sort of mass relay equivalents. And they you know, pass by planets every hundred to few hundred years to just monitor the progress and see how they're doing. Now, in the world of Wild West Exodus, uh, what happened is the the first time that the Watchers uh, came, they don't necessarily say exactly when, other than it's about four thousand years ago. So we don't know, you know, exactly a year, but sometime around four thousand years ago, um, the team of Watchers came with the Ark Vault, uh, and they they discovered something that was a little bit strange when they first came here. And what they found is that the human life that was developing was pretty primitive except for this one area. And that area happened to be Atlantis. Uh, and the thing about Atlantis is while, you know, 4,000 years ago, other societies were working on, um, you know, mathematics and starting to, to build basic buildings. Uh, these uh, Atlanteans had already mastered cold fusion. And so the, the watchers got a little bit worried. They were like, you know, what, the hell is going on here so they they came down and decided to take a look uh and what they found is that the humans in atlantia had been uh or in atlantis had been influenced by an extra dimensional uh intelligence called the order which is another faction in the game and we'll get into the order in another episode but what they had found is that the order were on the planet. And another thing you need to know is that the order sort of exists. And we'll just spot, spot this one piece of lore. The order exists essentially to fight the hex. Their mission as a, as an extra dimensional uh, force is to monitor and destroy the hex wherever the hex pops up uh, in time and space. Uh, so there is also the presence of hex on the planet, but at this point we, the watchers aren't aware of that. So they're, they're coming down and they're like, you know what guys, we got to sort of, bubble out this area of uh, of order it can't exist it's going to skew the way that the human species uh evolves it's not something we approve of so we're just gonna sort of blip this island out of existence but the problem is uh after they blip it out of existence they realize that the hex is actually on earth and they hadn't seen it to this point 
uh, and a whole team of the Watchers at this point uh, get um, just sort of destroyed by the Hex, ambushed by the Hex. And in the process of being ambushed, there was a couple teams of Greys uh, left on the planet, and they kind of basically blew up a reactor on the planet to destroy the area of the Hex. Uh, and at this point, the the Watchers monitor for a little bit and they think they're they're pretty proud of themselves they think that they've actually uh snuffed out the hex and the order um paul have you read to this point do you know are you uh are you good to hear yeah 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 all right cool just making sure i'm not running over anything uh or missing anything important in the lore here no you're good you're good you're perfect all right now so what we've got at this point is the watchers are back on maintenance mode. They're like, all right, things were good. We're going to take off. And then about a hundred years later, uh, the art vault comes back and takes a look, uh, except for this time, there's an indigo clad that notices that there's some weird portal activity, uh, in South America. And at this point they get a little, uh, they get a little freaked out again because they think there's probably another hex or order situation that they have missed the last time. So they go down to the planet and this time we know exactly what year it is. It is 1518. And so here, this is about, you know, when the Europeans would have been spreading out into the new world and we're in South America and we've got hex and order, um, order in Europe and hex sort of in South America and the orders, you know, coming across, uh, essentially spreading out and the hegemony decides that they have to make a strike force and they need to remove the hex and an order from the planet. So they're actually, they're not just going to, you know, sort of take off in orbit, blow up some sites and call it a day. They're actually going to try a real extermination of these two forces from the planet so that humanity can continue to evolve. So the clads assemble, uh, they eventually pull together about 4,000 forces and they set up a base on earth to try and, uh, take this situation to its natural conclusion, uh, get those hex and those order guys out of there, but they come across a problem and that problem is uh, Ponce de Leon. And at this time, uh, Ponce de Leon is on his quest trying to find the, uh, the fountain of youth. And we has got a group of conquistadors. They're exploring in these islands. They, uh, they hear from some natives that there's some weird shit going on because, you know, the natives know there's weird shit going on where the watchers are. Uh, and so Ponce and his crew of, uh, of uh, conquistadors get over this island and they actually end up sneaking in somehow to this uh, watcher base. And the, the conclusion of this situation is that Ponce finds himself in the area where there's a portal connecting the base for the watchers to the art vault. And because it looks like a shimmering light uh, that kind of looks liquid and shimmery, he thinks he's actually discovered the fountain of youth while his conquistadors are fighting demons, you know, because they're aliens and they mistake them for demons. And so Ponce right. tries to put, tries to put, yeah, right. Sounds about right. Humans pretty dumb. He, uh, <laughs> he decides to put his golden chalice uh, into the, into the, um, the warp field to, you know, because he thinks it's the fountain of youth and he's going to drink from it and live forever and do whatever he's going to do. Except the gold has a very bad, bad, bad reaction, uh, with the portal chain. And what ends up happening is it causes a reaction that freezes time, uh, in the lower area where they are, uh, and ends up 
essentially blowing up everything around them in the island and also completely essentially splitting the arc vault and the arc vault also gets destroyed up in earth orbit um and so what what ends up happening here is the watchers that are on top of the arc vault crash the arc vault down into antarctica they very cleverly do this because if they hadn't done that it might have caused an apocalyptic event but rather than crash it somewhere where they would have caused uh, apocalyptic damage to the planet, they definitely navigated it down to uh, Antarctica, which will probably be important six or seven months from now, fellow listeners. Um, and uh, the, again, time freezes where Ponce de Leon and the Watchers are. At this point, the link is severed. Um, and at some point, this this issue with the, the time freezing sort of wears off and the the hegemony that's left so the group of watchers that are left wakes up uh ponce de leon is gone uh, they are still there um but they have now learned that it is uh no longer the 1500s it is now the 1800s um and at this point uh the hex and the uh the order have spread all across the globe and also the watchers have completely lost contact with the hegemony so they have two missions at this point. One of those missions is to build a portal that will probably cause severe damage to the planet, but allow them to get back to the sphere worlds, but also uh, do a sort of, they're going to start conducting stealth operations to eradicate the order and hex that exists on the planet. And at the time that we are playing in Wild West Exodus, that, that are, those are the two directives that the Watchers are under destroy seek out and destroy hex and order and find a way back home because they're stuck here uh and that is essentially the lore of the watchers as the rule book defines obviously it's a little bit more in depth than that and you can go in and read the stories if you buy the rule book which i would uh highly recommend because it's a pretty fun read but that is the basics yeah that's i i love the fact that they are intending to to watch planets and essentially destroy them and start from nothing if they're a shitty civilization yeah you just you just you sold me even more on the faction i'm already playing <laughs> yeah they're awesome they're they have they have some of my favorite lore of, of any of the factions in the game to be honest it's awesome i think they're they have a really cool backstory a really cool reason for their being aliens in this cowboys and aliens situation it's not like heavy-handed uh it actually is a pretty fun reason for them to exist in this world uh, and the reason why we're not being like extinction level invaded, right? They're kind of, uh, they're stuck here uh, and they're, they're fighting for their lives as much as they are trying to get back home. And the nice thing is like, again, hint for the future of the game with Lost World with the ship landing in Antarctica. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to make a big difference when Lost World Exodus launches. Yep. That arc yep. fault is the reason for that game. Which, so yeah. Which is which is really going to make that game interesting as well because you can constantly change the type of creatures because they're they're developing at a at an accelerated rate but not too crazy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that and I kind of covered the aesthetic a little bit uh, on accident there as I was describing. That's fine because you know one of the big things that I had wanted to talk about aesthetic wise is that you know each each a uh, little group of of aliens in this in this watchers faction is very distinct mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, also and that, the the game rewards you for building posses that are that are made of single clads like 
the Viridian clad, for example, their posse card is like a Viridian clad unit, a Viridian clad unit, a Viridian clad unit. Like that's right. that's what all, you're supposed to take. All, all of them are. All of their posse cards are. Um, so like, so like an example for what I'm running right now, I'm running a combination of. So right now, Watchers only have two bosses currently officially released. Um, the Magenta Alpha, from what we understand, is going to be hopefully. Uh, pre-order next month if we all got the uh, the spoiler alert uh, correct. Um, so we'll have hopefully have all three bosses soon. But only right now is Viridian and Cerulean are the only bosses. Cerulean. And yeah, everything yeah. is you know Cerulean unit is six or the Cerulean theme is six Cerulean units. The Viridian theme is six Viridian units. So yeah, yep. Yeah, they're so called which, myriads. Which, that's what the that's what those grouping those group the posses are called. Right. So what uh what are the ceruleans? As I as I look, I don't know that I see much. So of them. the ceruleans are your shapeshifters. That's your cerulean prime, which is your boss, and that's right. your cerulean vixen, vixen. who is okay, the okay. uh the one everybody changes into slain. Right. And then, so, yeah, so... And that's it. That, those and, are the, the and, only... and the Cerulean, despite the fact that they look a bit like a gray, are, are different from gray. Correct. So I would imagine at some point you're going to end up with a gray boss as well. There's a there's a, th- a theory going on right now based on the spoiler alerts that we may be getting a gray posse box. Um, because uh, it, one of the spoilers for May pre-orders was what very much looked like a gray hand holding a gray rifle right yeah which would be which would be interesting yeah because that would give us four bosses that that would that would put you more in line with everybody else that'd be great yeah and if you were watching dark council as well too somebody put up uh some i know we're getting a little off topic of the deep dive but somebody put some statistics based on a voting that or a poll that they did where people were saying what factions they were playing uh, watchers and order were very underrepresented and Stuart made the comment in the thread of like all these statistics show me is that we need to show these fact these two factions more love and maybe start putting them a little ahead of everybody else and he cool. would be 100 percent right he would be. I'm, I'm I picked one of the right factions to start playing then yeah so did I apparently <laughs> oh I mean I mean to be fair one of the reasons why I picked order as a second faction was that at the time there was very few models so I figured I could just stay up to date with it as they released stuff right and that that was actually it, it was a combination of their lore and that that drew me to them but let's let's keep on with the uh with the, the, deep dive. Uh, the deep dive and so just going yeah. over the aesthetic again just to, to in brief the ceruleans yeah they look a little bit like grays but a little grosser they're shapeshifters yep. and, the magentas and, yeah are sort of metal skinned like think of the species alien when she actually transforms i was uh, gonna say that or kerrigan from uh from starcraft yeah kerrigan yeah zerg kerrigan's not a bad uh yeah. a bad call either for what she looks like and then you've got the the viridians which are the most distinct and unique for the style um they're like, kind of venom like yeah, yeah that's what i was yeah, gonna say with like yep yep, yep. Uh, you've also got the grays which are we talk about the standard grays um and then the um the umbers which are like uh zerg <laughs> a little bit they're like big uh big scary beasties that yep. go on yeah the and they legs. have the biggest scary beastie in the game yeah they yeah, are they're the upper king yeah, and yeah the, the, the umber king is, is it and the the cool thing about him in aesthetic wise and lore wise is uh and they and the nice thing i like about it is i hate and like it both um 
rules wise he, his rules are based on lore so apparently this the the umber king actually burrows under the ground and comes up from underneath the ground and that's how he's deployed into battle essentially so close in, but wrong huh <laughs> close but wrong or, it's not that he's burying from in the ground it's that he's actually out of phase with reality oh is that what it is sorry yes and so when he's when he's coming in from reserve they are phasing him back into reality. Right. So the downside to it is, is right now with the way that the placement rules are, uh, if you have any building on the table, you're pretty much screwed. You won't be able to put them on the table. Right. Because he, right now, right as of right now, you have to be what outside of five inches. Uh, six inches. You have to be six inches away from any uh, edge of a play area unit or impassable terrain feature and being yeah, that, that, that all buildings, that's rough with an xxl base yeah yeah he's got the largest base in the game um and yeah if you're playing with pretty much any type of buildings which you're going to because it's why why would us exodus and we have rules built for it that are actually really good rules for buildings um you know it's it sucks uh rumor is coming out of adepticon stewart made a calling on that day so hopefully we will see some new rules for unexpected arrival come with 1.9 all right and since and, we and, uh... and they and the other nice thing about them is that they have their little brothers uh the yes. umber scarab myriad sisters. Or I guess sisters as i'm looking at the card i apologize i assume their gender um <laughs> <laughs> which which are which are actually a really cool unit because much like the the big guy they do phase in as well right. Correct. Uh, and and are a a ridiculous melee unit. Um, which I, I mean, melee and and sh- well, the 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 sister is a bit more melee, but the upper king is both melee and range. Right, right, right. Well, the, I was just specifically talking about the little sister. Yeah. Um. I mean, and, and it's not very often that you see a uh, support unit with metal, uh, which is which is pretty awesome when you yeah. have can have four units. Uh, the other cool one that that we hadn't talked about yet is the Vermilion Sentinel, and the Vermilion we only have the one model of them, but they're really cool looking, and I don't know how to describe them. Uh, I mean, they got a big toothy maw, but um, I, I would say they're more like Predator with chitin. There we go. Yeah, and and I mean, and some armor on top of that, mm-hmm. too. and armor on top of that. Yeah, and I mean, they're just they just look great. Like I think they're my favorite artwork that i've seen I, I don't think i've ever actually seen the model but um you know they're just they're just really great looking the then they actually do have a model which is nice um now it's it's called it's a classic model obviously marking that they'll be re, remade or re-sculpted here soon um hopefully but yeah these guys are great they're both they're both very good they're you know their range is range 15 uh pierce 2 uh and then they've also got um a fusion they got two range weapon actually they got the portal launcher so there's your portal guys uh so they can drop out your portals uh and then they got the fusion carbine which is a range 15 pierce three weapon and then they've also got their um their melee weapon which is a pierce two and their combat masters yeah so they're kind they're kind of an all-arounder compared to some of the other uh myriads that are a little more focused yeah i mean 115 points solo essentially because it's a one it's a one one model unit with metal quick in the dead it's got trail finder which is nice which gets its uh pre-move before the game and then target priority as well too 
Um, and then this, there's your, and it's your trapper. So these are your booby trap guys. And we also, the other one, there's one other one, the Icterine. Uh, and, and the, Encanter? A, the Icterine, Icterine engineer. Is that how you pronounce it? I guess I'm making it up. <laughs> we, we might be the first people to talk about it on, on any audio podcast. So we're, we're, we're blazing the ground. So it's now everyone's going to call it Icterine. Are we, we're beating, <laughs> Bla- we're beating Blackhoof to it. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, so there's a lot of room for growth within mm-hmm. these different myriads and these different groups, which is which is really cool. So it'll be interesting to see some of them that only have, you know, a support unit or a face unit and see what happens if they end up with a hand or a boss um, and just see an expansion of some of the, the thoughts that are that are out there. I mean, I would like to see them come out with like one supreme overall watcher boss that can like combine and, and run all the clads together. I, I think that would be kind of cool. You'd run out of points pretty quick, I think. Yeah, I know. Let's play let's play let's let's pitch uh Wild West Exodus Apocalypse. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that will be called Armored Clash and takes place in Africa. Boo. But uh Moving, moving in though, guys. We already kind of started talking Tactica here. Yeah, let's so. go straight to Tactica because there's, I mean, there there is a limited number of models and and there are uh, in in this faction at the moment. So so I think it's easy to start talking. And uh, I think the best place to start is where the main releases are. And if we think about the main releases so far for Wild West Exodus and for the Watchers, um, the most viable. Um, purchases especially for a new wild list exodus are going to be within the viridian clad correct because the viridian clad is who has the starter the viridian clad also has a very very good uh they have very good boss options and that you can mm-hmm. have the alpha or the legendary alpha uh and then you also have a very good and flexible support unit um in the chigo or locust box and then you've also got the the betas, the beta box, the beta box. So th- so let's yep. let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so right now the way that the uh, the Watchers faction is is set up, you have what are called your alphas. The alphas are, are as it stands; they're your top dogs. These are your boss models. So you have your Viridian Alpha, Cerulean Alpha, and then you've got your um, uh, Mar- uh, Viridian Magenta Alpha. Alpha, Magenta Alpha. Sorry, thank you. Cerulean Prime, sir. Cerulean Prime. Prime. They're the only one that doesn't go with the the Alpha. Sorry, the Cerulean Prime. Um, and then you've got you know, your next levels down are pretty much your what I call your elites. You know, maybe your number twos, your lieutenants. Um, you've got your your Locus Beta, your Chigo Beta, though, and those are both Viridians as well too. Which the night the cool thing is is and for a list building perspective for me at least it helps me you know that goes stems down to their units you have what then you have a support unit and you have a hands unit the support unit uh for them are the the chigo locust which are your ranged options these guys both have uh short range uh guns that are uh pierce minus two i believe yes uh, they're yeah, they're close. Their disruptor blasters are range ten, pierce minus two with a rate of fire of two, and then they've got a heavy weapon as well too, which is uh, range fifteen, pierce minus two, um, rate of fire two, and then they can also upgrade that to upgrade that to an even heavier weapon, which is range eighteen, pierce minus three, rate of fire two. Yeah, so. and so the uh, the way that I think about this, or the mnemonic I use, if you want to like think about it, is Chigo close, locust long. 
Right. Um, and so that's the, the way that I've been able to remember uh, which is which as I've been studying their cards. Um, but Chris, would you, just to, to throw this out there too, would you say that their overall play style is a combined arms play style, the Viridian clad? Very, very much. Um, so the what I've started to learn, and I've only gotten two or three games in with Watcher, so I'm very new. I'm no expert. Um, I'm just you know throwing out the lessons I've learned, um, you know, and also taking you know, the key of you know Watchers one Adepticon, taking a look at the guy's list, seeing, trying to theorycraft what he did. Obviously, since we don't have any videos of it, but looking at it, it's Viridian is very much you could be your combined arms portion of the watchers based on what models we have right now, what rules they are the most flushed out. Um, they do have the Viridian have uh, five options, six options with the legendary alpha. Um, the Viridian, the Chigos are definitely your, your melee guys. They have jetpacks, so which means they have flight. So they're getting placed 18 inches uh, right off the bat. And then they've got uh, Pierce, uh, Pierce zero uh, uh, weapons. So they're not, as good but they're jammer units i mean you throw them up into somebody's face boom you know jam a unit real quick so that way your range guys can support you and another thing that makes them highly effective as um combined arms is that you know they all float around that five or six for both fight and aim uh, and if you take the viridian clad as a posse uh, the whole group gets the prodigious rule which Correct. means that they get they get three instead of two when they Correct. focus um, which makes them insanely strong because then your your sixes go to nines when they focus, your fives uh, go to eights when they focus. So it becomes very easy to achieve your goals um, when you focus. And also they're you know they're all quick six, so quick nine is no joke either. So they're fast. Yep. And so let's let's just let's just specify one thing on that Viridian theme list uh, about how it works is that if you look at it, you don't have to have any number of slots filled no no right the only requirement is that any slot that is filled the is unit written. has to be at max size correct and then you get that bonus correct so essentially what you could do is take a viridian alpha take two viridian chigo betas which are amazing uh, they only have weapons. There are melee weapons, but they have flight. So again, they can get up the field real quick. Uh, they're fight six, uh, pierce minus two with decapitate rate of attack two with murderous. So as long as you hit with two attacks, you're getting four. So you're getting four attacks that are pierce minus two. And so all of, all of those support units or faces that are, are Viridians, if it's a one model unit, that counts as a full Correct. size unit. It's so what you do is, size. yeah. So what you do is you take your Viridian, you throw in your two Gigos, then you take your Cerulean and put everything else in a generic Watchers list. Yep. And yeah, so it's has, pretty easy to get prodigious on those models. Yeah. So your your Alpha is, I think he's fight seven. No, he's fight six bakes. So he gets up to fight nine with focus with a range one weapon. Uh, with pierce minus three, uh, rate of attack two, uh, with decapitate and parry. That's insane. Yeah, and they also have he he also has inspirational. Right? Yeah. So models within six get re rolls too. Yep. 
and he has I mean, he has also got metal quick in the dead and target priority so highly survivable model at grit seven grit seven um yeah. uh, for fortune on him and you've got shrewd strategist so you're going to make sure you get the action card that you want yeah he's a true all-arounder for a boss boss model. he's a, he's he's a fantastic good. and then you pair him up with the cerulean prime who goes with uh so we're going to get into a little bit of what the ceruleans can do so the ceruleans can really make your army a come an all-comers list uh because the since the ceruleans are shapeshifters what they can do is they can duplicate for a, a they can make a mimic action which is a which is just a mind check the cerulean prime is mind seven so basically you just need a three and you've duplicated into a small based outlaw unit of the same unit type so your cerulean prime can turn into a boss, boss. Yep. he can go into ponce he can go into marcus uh marcus wayward he can go into jesse james he can go into stonewall jackson whoever you want your 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 opponent is take you know you look at your table uh you've got a lot of terrain that is buildings take ponce de leon um you've got a lot of terrain on there that's not Take Marcus Wayward. You're both going to be, you're going to get more shrewd strategists with that. You're going to get treasure hunter. So you're even buffing your army even more with that. And you can look at what your, what your opponent's bringing and go, okay, I'm missing this. Let me change it to this boss to try and support my army. Yeah. And then the Vixens uh, even multiply that because when you Correct. take the Vixens, they are faces. So they, they can transport into the outlaw face model. Correct. And they're mine six. And they can, they can, yeah. And so, and again, it has to be small based. So you can't change into any of the big guys. But the biggest thing that people usually like to do is with the Ceruleans is tr- transform them into slain. The nice thing that's even better about Cerulean Vixens is that they have undercover. So, which means is that you can hold them in reserves. And with their reserve role, they're coming in in your opponent's deployment zone. And then once they come in, mind check, boom, they're now slain. Jim Peterson uh you know uh flowing river no she's a medium base you can't turn into her um your wrath uh any any of the small base guys you're turning into them uh, i like some rough right you know so i like taking two of them and one going into slain and one going into jim peterson because jim peterson is your is your deadpool so he does not take he doesn't care what your pierce weapon is so you're throwing him in the flank coming in on turn one and most likely your opponent's not going to be able to get rid of him because he doesn't care about your peers and he's tough and he's got his own fortune as well too, since he's a face gross. And you've just, and if you activate your, do your order operations, correct. You activate your Cerulean prime, turn him into Marcus wayward. You're now for fortune. So now you got your, you got Marcus's fortune to, to use as well too on Jim Peterson for your rerolls. And what's really interesting about that too is that a lot of the a lot of the bosses that you can turn into uh, are worth more points too. Correct. So you're you're, you're getting a good deal. I mean, and you're not same, getting them from the, the very too. beginning of the game, but you're getting a, a better model out of the deal. Right. So, like the Cerulean Vixens, 150 points. Most of the the outlaw models that are worth it are more than 150 points. Right. You know, and so um, now, and let's be da- honest, her core stats aren't worth 150 points. Like, no, they're not. She's worth 150 because of the ability to, to mimic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a combination of that and undercover. 
but you know, so to reiterate, right, you've got this very flexible, especially if you combine this, if you make a Cerulean Posse as well as your Viridian, your Viridian Posse, um, you've got a very flexible army. Um, you have a very cool looking army also, by the way, very, very unique. It will draw people's attention if you play the watchers and it's also flexible, uh, in that you don't have to, you don't have the guidelines for posse building are strict, but you don't have to fill all six slots. So, uh, as long as you get, you know, keep that max unit size, you can have uh, pretty cool units with minimum purchases, um, until you want to start using those, uh, the shape shifters, but Even just sticking to Viridian, I think you can have a pretty competitive list and you can get yourself up to 1500 points um, for a, you know, a reasonable investment um, and have a very strong, very good combined arms list that can hold its own at melee and it can, uh, it can, it can shoot too, right? It can shoot. And if you get close, those Chico betas are going to wreck you. Well, so, I mean, just, just to point what you're trying to, what you're saying, Chops, you know, my 1500 point list right now is uh three five six units and the majority yep, so, of them are viridians yep so six activations but yeah that's uh and again it's it's you know not not an expensive thing so no i'm sorry um, it's eight another, i'm sorry it's eight because i have two grav cannons i forgot about the two grav cannons i put in there so it's eight. so it is worth it is worth talking about a couple extra things too right it's worth talking about uh grays a little bit mm-hmm. um because gray grays are great because they're not super expensive right you have a especially with like the gray pulse myriad um it's a you know min unit three max unit six at 45 points a model so for 135 points uh you can put yourself on a model that like oh i think that we didn't i don't know that we hit on but almost all of the models in the faction have uh an ability called xeno shield which ignores the first point Correct. of piercing as long as you're not at minus four. And so these 45 point Has units to be a come range with that attack. range attack. Correct. Right, so range. it's only a range attack. Ranged. Yeah. So it ignores, but most ranged weapons are pierce minus one or pierce minus two. Correct. Um, that's it's your a huge you know, ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, huge. It's a big deal. Xeno shield is amazing. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons they, why I picked the faction. They've also got uh, the thing that's amazing to me is that these guys, that come with three models for 135 points have an ROA three 15 inch rifle at aim five for the pulse. So they, they focused yeah, the pulse rifle. So they, they focus to aim seven and a min, a minimum unit is taking nine shots. Right. There's not a lot of pierce, but that's still a lot of grit checks. Yeah. Um, it means you're doing the guard, you know, death by a thousand cuts kind of mentality from GW. Yeah, uh, and again, that, that's just adding to the combined arms, right? Is that you've got your real like volume of fire gun line available as well? Because if you fill out a unit of six of these guys, you know, get wrecked. You're rolling a handful of D10s, and they're they're great. They're cheap and great objective takers. Uh, I mean, the, to me, I, I think the pulses are the better because of just the amount of shots that you can put out. Yeah, the, the volume of fire. The drains are just as good because they're so for the same points. They're both they're both forty five points a model. So the same points, same exact stat line. Uh, the only thing that they have that's different is that they have a drain rifle, which is a range eighteen, pierce minus two, ROA uh, one. one, but it's refined, so it's critting on a nine and a ten. And it's got disorder on it. <laughs> and, yeah. and the uh, specialist weapons are coming out for them. Yes. For the, so, yeah. So, yeah, so they're, they're going to have the, some options there. 
they on the they website, had them at Adepticon. Yeah, yeah, it was like they're 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 there because on the uh the the box set is already set up on the website. Uh, Fifteen pounds grazed with specialist weapons. Oh God! Indeed, the deconstruction rifle is a range twenty Pierce four. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yep. So I mean, these are these are your more heavy weapon kind of guys. With decapitate on crit. Damn. Yep. So you yeah. take one of those into your things of gray. So grays are also great. Now, you know, so you think enough here, like for me as a list builder, I'm thinking I'm taking a, a Viridian posse because the bonus is too good to pass up. Prodigious mm-hmm. is one of, the, I think, the, be- the best rules. It's so good. It is. Uh, and then also taking a generic posse without bonuses. That's going to be some mixture of Cerulean and gray. Um, and you can have a really, really cool, fluffy alien list pretty easily. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the, the gist of what I wanted to, to cover. I don't know. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Chris or Paul? The one, the one thing, the, the encanter, is that what, what we're calling it? Right. The, in, ectorine, the nectarine, yeah. the nectarine, there we go. we're going with the nectarine engineer. The nectarine. There we go. We're going with that. Nectarine. Um, so the cool thing about that is, um, this is, this is kind of like your, your dock of the watcher faction uh what i really like about this thing is that combine this guy with your your grav cannons so he's got sawbones and repair so essentially he gives the grav cannons uh tough and grav cannons are already grit uh let's see they're grit six six yeah uh but the nice thing is so they they do have xeno shielding in a way um, so instead of basically negating, uh, the first point of pierce that's coming in, they have no, shield or that does not work on them. <laughs> right. No. Does not work on graph cannons. What? No, but they do, they do have the ability to spend an action point to give right. them plus one grit. So they Correct. Get seven grit. Right. That's what I was getting at is that they okay, have shield or so sorry. one action point, they get plus one grit. So it can, essentially it's giving them the Xeno shield, but they just have to spend an action point for it. It, in a roundabout way but the nice thing is is that you throw one of these guys behind it you're giving your your grav cannon tough so it's getting up to no, grit seven no, no, it tough. doesn't give them tough yeah it's a construct no they're machines right repair yeah. a, or friendly machine or construct no, no, no well no you just said oh okay 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 i didn't see the re- sorry yeah yeah so the me. the the engineer does any structure I was, artifact? I was looking at sawbones, not repair. Right, right. Sawbones is your that sawbones is for your units, your living right, right, model. Right. I see that now. I see it now. I'm, right, I'm right. on board. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna. So that's what I'm saying. Like guy. he works for both. Right. So you get you get now. It's Makes only a better. three inch range, but but the nice thing about graph cannons is is when you're going out there playing the hex, you're going against Warrior Nation. You know, watch or order. These guys are going to be throwing out portals. Graph cannons are portal weapons, so which means they can target portals and blow them off the table. That's why I'm taking them, because in our meta, we have people that love running portals. Yeah, so yep. just use your portal cannons to get rid of them. Yep, just sit them in the back. Now, the downside is, is targeting portal weapons, um, you know, you have to take into the... the it's di- like the range of the distance halved or whatever that's it's minus your ancient it's yeah. something weird so it, it's not always 100 percent. but um what i found is it's a blast weapon so if you're able to find something that's close to it target that hit it now you're blasting that's now you're blasting the portal knock the portal off the table with the blast 
which is how I blew Knox's uh, portals off the table because he would bring something through and then leave it kind of close. I targeted that model with the portal weapon, blow the portal off the ground. All right, so guys, uh, let's say you were buying watchers. I guess, you know, we know what you bought, Chris, so you're out of this one. Uh, but Paul, <laughs> well, if you were, were going to buy... <laughs> Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about what your first purchases were. But, Paul, if you were going to buy into Watchers, uh, and I, I like the idea that you uh, you get a posse box plus uh, one additional um, – basically, you get a posse box, and then you get one either small box or blister. Um, okay. What do you The problem buy? with that is there's only one posse box. But I uh, – so working with the posse box that is available, I would obviously go Viridian. And then, I mean, at this point, I absolutely love the art of the Vermilion Sentinel so much that I would buy that right away. Because to me, looking at his stats, that is one hell of an objective holder. Like a midfield or backfield objective holder, uh, he's just fantastic with the ability to create a portal and get out of dodge if things go south. I just I just think there's so much usefulness to, to that unit. Um, and that's fair. I mean, See, I, I, and what I, I'm just absolutely fascinated with them for, I mean, 115 points for, for a, a, a single model that has metal quick in the dead trail finder and target priority. And, all right. and, and a, a weapon with pierce three at range with crit brutal. I mean, it's, it's a solid unit. And like I said, it's only quick four. So you stick it on, on one of those objectives like treasure hunter that's on your side of the table. And you basically say, okay, I have Xeno Shield. You're gonna have a hard time shooting me off. So come at me, bro. Yep, that's not a bad point. Uh, and I think what I you throw a unit of Grays in front of it, you can't shoot yeah. it anyways. Target priority yeah, takes target over. Priority. Yep. Yep. I mean, now, yeah. now if I now, real real quick before we go on to what you would buy, chops. If I had my druthers, I would love to run an all gray army. That would get me into Watchers, just to be able to run an all-gray, feel like I'm running the X-Files. I would play an all-gray army. Yeah, and then you can get the gray elite, too, which is amazing. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. but to have a gray boss and, and the hands, I mean, sometimes I like horde armies. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's kind of where they would be, um, just because you would be able to field so many of those hands. But anyway... All right, so that, that would be if I had my druthers. And I think we kind of have to go that as well because there's there's not as much out as, as we would like at this point. Yeah, and I think for me, for models, for stylistically and play style, I think for me, it's a, I don't even have to wait. Like, I, I would just straight up, I would buy the Viridian-clad uh, posse box, and then I would immediately buy the Locust Chigo um, support box or support hands box. And I think what I would do is because the posse box comes with three, either locust or Chigo. Mm -hmm. uh, And then it also comes with the alpha, the locust beta and the Chigo beta. And so what I would do with the other ones is I would build all six of them as locusts. Um, So I'd have six locusts, the locust beta, the Chigo beta and the alpha so that I could feel the uh, immediately feel the posse that had prodigious. Um, And I think that would be my first, uh, my first soiree into the, into the faction. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So let's find... Cerulean Primes aren't unique. No. Mm-mm. Well, that's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So that's, that, that's ridiculous. That means you uh, can all right, take so, 
Yeah. yeah. There'll probably be another one coming out in the future, probably. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't even need to have a another one. You can just bring you just form another posse. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can have like Stonewall and Marcus Wayward or you know, whatever multiple <laughs> freaking bosses. Stone, Marcus and Jesse James, like I used to used to like running. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so what did you what did you start with, Chris? Let's find since you're the guy who who's in this knee deep at this point. Yeah. What I'm, did I'm, you start with other than everything? Okay. So if, if going if I did not go the route of buying, so I got lucky. I am buying an army off of one of the local guys here who has, you know, he has, he, he got in pretty deep. You know, he's got one of everything pretty much that was sellable on the, on the, the war cradle store with the exception of the, um, the Umber King Scarab. And yeah, I think I'm getting one of everything I'm, uh, at this point in time. So if I did not go down the road of doing that, uh, I would go very similar to Chops. I would go for the Viridian Posse. Uh, the old, and I would I would make two differences. Um, I would do the same thing in terms of buying the Locust box set, but I would also buy the Locust Beta box set. So I would get two Betas of each, um, both the Chigo and the uh, the uh, the Locust Beta. Um, the only difference I would do is I would not build Locusts, a full unit of Locust. I would build a full unit of Chigo. Chigo. Sure. Because because of the fact with flight, they can get in. Yeah, they don't have the long range heavy weapons, but they've got with flight and the 10 inch shooting range, you've got a 20 inch yeah, threat range. They've got I forgot they have Oh, it's flight. more of a that threat range than that. Difference. Well, because right. Flight right. is 18 inches. Well, yeah, so flight plus 10 you know, so 18 with your flight, 10 inches with your gun, so it's a 28 threat range. If un- unless I somehow get them to limit 3, then I move them again. You know that I can get them up. You know another another six inches, or I, I, that, that could actually go I, up to nine I just inches. Heard you wrong. I yeah. thought you said twenty, not twenty. No, twenty eight. So there's twenty eight inch threat yeah. range with their gun and the flight. That's why I would go with a yeah, full true. unit of Chigo over the Locust. And see, the only reason that the only thing for me that the reason that I, uh, you know, I I would skew the other reason is that. You know, if, for example, you have the locust and you don't move them, right? You're, you're talking about like a 15-inch ROA2 Pierce Minus 2 heavy with revolver fan and brutal on the crit. And if you think about revolver fan with ROA2 with a unit that starts at 6 and you've got prodigious, so you're, you know, minus 2 for revolver fan but plus 3 for your thing, you're, you're talking about pretty good odds firing a shitload of minus two pierce shots out of the locusts. Um, but I think both strategies are, are valid. Well, yeah. And you also have to remember revolver fan is uh minus three to your aim check. So even with, oh, I thought the, it was minus two. No, it's minus three. So you're with your prodigious, you're, you're going even. So you're you're even. Yeah. But even still, you know, you're doubling your shots, right? So Correct. If you've got, yeah. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got six of those bad boys, but that's uh, but the problem with that that's heavy, so you have to stay still with that. Not move. Yeah, I know. I know. I know all about. Revolver fan is a minus two. Is it minus two? Okay. I thought it was a minus three. All I right. apologize. So, yep. So you're you're so when you focus with them, you're at a net plus one for yeah, your focus. Yeah. So you need force, right? And if you have six of them, standard that's twelve shots. Revolver fan is twenty four. Right. So, it, given that you have a clear shot, you're twenty four shots at aim six, mm-hmm. uh, minus oh. two pierce get fucked whatever you're aiming at mm-hmm. uh 
because it's going to die. You're just going to melt it. Well, and and with the way the the rules of the game work, remember you fire each model individually. So once one thing goes, you can target something different. Unless you're test. Yeah, I mean they're 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 a fantastic unit. Don't get me wrong. Like I, if if I went down the road of building a pure Viridian list and not taking a Cerulean in there with me, I would 100% have these guys guy a max unit or two min units um and they just well no i have to do max so i can get the prodigious so a max unit just chilling in the back you know supporting the rest of my army as the as the locusts go forward or the chigos go forward and beat face all right i think that'll probably conclude our discussion on the walker or the watcher so our initial deep dive here into the watcher faction for wild west exodus uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to all our patrons. Uh, anybody who is a patron, thank you so much. Uh, everything you give is going right now toward recording equipment, both audio and video, so we can start doing painted battle reports, uh, and we can get us all on better mics um, and you know possibly a better recording platform. So if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash three minute of war game. Uh, you can also find us at three minute of war game and all of your favorite social media haunts. Uh, I'd like to give uh, a very special shout out to static as a city. Once again, for giving us our badass intro and outro post hardcore goodness. Um, and then Paul, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, watchers are pretty badass. There's nothing wrong with uh, wanting to be an alien. I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. Chris, any uh, final thoughts from you? Uh, no, just excited to get more games of the Watchers, and hopefully we can revisit and I'm able to provide more detail. And my final thoughts is, guys, how the fuck am I going to stay to one faction in this game? You Unbelievable. Can't. You're not. Anyway, that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Spooky, scary werewolf bar mitzvah.